Hello, welcome to the new episode of Supplycast, the podcast from the Healthcare Supply Association. My guest today is someone that will be, I guess, very well known to a lot of you listening. It's Andrew Daly from Hempson's. Hi, Andrew. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you doing? <laughs> you sounded, the way you said good afternoon then, you sounded, there, there seemed to be trepidation pregnant in your voice there, Andrew. <laughs> there is, I, I know what's coming, Bruce. There is trepidation. <laughs> uh, Andrew, as I said, um, a lot of people are going to know you. You're a regular contributor to two conferences. And I know that uh, you're shortly going to be supplied, supplying some uh, news, members-only news, to the New Look HTSA website, which will be uh, right. specifically exclusively geared towards our members um, and we require logging in to read. So a lot of people are aware of you. And I know that um, when I, uh, you know, speaking to people at the, you know, the conference, last the last winter conference, uh, people... You know, people have a lot of trust in you, basically, don't they, Andrew? You know, they like to... Uh, or let's see what Andrew has to say about that latest development from the, from the legal side, just to sort of clarify that we're thinking along the right lines and that, and that sort of thing. So I know people put a lot, of, a lot of faith in your updates that you have at the conferences, which is why you're always a very popular name to see on there. But one of the things with this podcast is to kind of get people to know the person, the individual, first of all. So, Andrew, I'm going to take you uh, back in time a little bit to find out how did you get into the kind of stuff you're doing at the moment? How do you get into, uh, you know, your legal profession? Well, um, f- first of all, um, <clears throat> thank you for your being kind about uh, people putting trust in me. That's uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice to hear. Yeah. Um, well, it's, 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 I suppose it's one of those questions that lawyers often get asked. Hmm. Why did you become a lawyer? Hmm. Um, and... Um, the short answer is I can't quite remember. Um, <laughs> a, few, a, few, a few family members um, are solicitors and uh, did work experience growing up and, and enjoyed it. Did um, economics and law at university um, and because um, I couldn't decide whether or not I wanted to be an accountant or a lawyer. Okay. Um, final year decided that law was the way to go um don't like spreadsheets i think that'll be um why we went that way (laughs) um and um yeah so um decided that law is what i wanted to do did the necessary Mm -hmm. modules etc law school um and then um looking for training contracts so um once you've been to university you have to do um well once you've got your um qualifications you've then got to do two years training in a law firm sure. um and lo- lo- looking um looking back it was uh, it's it's always hard to find training contracts and found a training contract at hemson's um and to and people who know me know this i i had didn't join hemson's to become a procurement lawyer mm-hmm. um i thought i wanted to do healthcare litigation and defend the nhs against um clinical negligence claims Right. Um, okay. Yeah. And I, I did that for a year as a trainee, and I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and thought that was what I wanted to do. Um, but being a trainee, you get to do different seats, so you do mm-hmm. different areas of law. Um, and um, I joined the commercial team uh, back in uh, 2002, um, and um, procurement was really starting to develop then for the NHS. It was quite new for the NHS, and um, there were a lot of queries coming in, and to be perfectly honest, I fell into it. 
Um, and it, and, and it's, it's got a lot of people I think you, you speak to who are procurement professionals now. They, they don't have a burning desire from childhood to do procurement. Um, yep. They fall into it and then the, the bug kind of gets them. Yeah, you're um, absolutely, yeah, yeah, you are absolutely right about that. The amount of times when I ask people how did they end up where they currently are on this podcast and they say they kind of like fell into it, but um, uh, seem to, you know, settle in there. Yeah, and 20 years later, or nearly 20 years later, the rest, I suppose, is history. Um, procurement has become more and more complicated. It's got mm-hmm. more and more interesting, and I, and I quite frankly, really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So you've always been at, about me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, you've. Well, my my dad uh, always used to say, just find something. You know, just career wise, just find something you enjoy doing. You know, yeah, that was, yeah. that was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he said, you, you got it yeah. made, you'll be, you'll be fine. So you've been at Hampson's your whole working life. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So started here as a trainee. One company and, man. Um, you must be like part, yeah. of, part of the fabric. Oh, I'm older <laughs> than some of the furniture. Um, so, yeah, no, be, 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 been here, it'll be 20 years in October. Um, wow. And um, yeah, just, uh, it's a great place to work. Um great people, great work. Um, so yeah, very happy here. In a misjudged attempt to try and impress you, Andrew, I actually got an A in law A level. That's better than I did because I didn't do law A level. So. <laughs> <laughs> I find, found myself now and it, it's funny because I still find that certain cases are just still drilled inside my head. That alone yeah. back in the day, you know, look, I was look, 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 there are cases from university that have no relevance to what I do yeah. on a day to day basis, but I yeah. can remember them. Like the amount of times that I, I, I'm out and some, something will happen around, someone will be talking or arguing in, in a, in a, over something they've bought or something that didn't work or blah, 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 and all that. And in my head, I'm thinking Carlyle versus Carbolic Smoke Ball Company, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> You've got to have the Carbolic Smoke Ball Company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. I was watching a film not that long, an old film not that long ago called The Paper Chase, which was about um, Harvard Law. It's it an old film sort of from the 70s or something. And I was watching it and it came up in that. And I thought, this, <laughs> this it's like the whole basis of law is, is, is based on that. But we won't go into the details. Andrew, but if anyone wants, wants to Google Carlyle versus Carbolic Smokeball Company, they'll um you know have the details of I guess one of the most key cases in legal history right there for you. The one that um, everyone remembers. Yeah, yeah, the one that everyone remembers. Um, so it, it, it's it's interesting to know that you've been there. You know, Hampson's. You know, all that all your working life, and how, as you said, how you came into like procurement law and how it kind of grabbed, grabbed hold of you when it did. You know, when I talk to procurement professionals on, on this podcast, we obviously do a lot of talking about how, you know, things are changing. I mean, when I first got involved with the HTSA, there was, there was talk about things that have been the same for quite, you know, for quite a long time. Um, and, but there was a period of change coming up on the horizon. Um, and then obviously you had things like COVID, which kind of created a re-examination, didn't it, of, around procurement and, and what have you. But just before we started recording, um, we were just touching on some stuff about the change that is occurring in procurement. And um, you feel it's it's really quite a key moment right now, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't think in my career I have seen so much change or so much proposed change in so little time. Um, 
and for for lots of people that can be quite exciting mm-hmm. um they they get to see that things are going to be done differently and and getting to grips with um the future direction of where where procurement law will be um going forward for others it can be quite daunting because people don't like or a lot of people don't like a lot of change in, in one go they mm-hmm. they they are comfortable in, in what they are doing and then it changes and that that causes some people some level of anxiety so um we, we, we are at a point now where the procurement bill was published a couple of weeks ago, and I'm, I'm going to be talking more about this um, on the 16th for, um, at some conference. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's an awful lot in that that we're all going to have to get our heads around. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, it's written very differently than the current legislation. It's, it's meant to be more in, um, easy to read. Um, there are, um, it's going to be getting used to different regulation numbers, different terminology, different transparency requirements. Um, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot that's going to change and that's going to come in as, as we expect, uh, at the minute in 2023. Um, there's then the, um, fundamental change in how the commissioning of healthcare services will be undertaken by, um, ICBs. Um, so that is a completely different regime. Currently, <clears throat> it's governed by the same regulations. They will be different, the provider selection regime regulations that will be coming in um, later this year, or we expect them to be later this year. Um, and then there is everything that has come in, um, the social value requirements, um, changes in thresholds, national procurement policy statements, looking at net zero, or the uh, PPNs, recovering from COVID, getting used to ICBs. There is just loads of things out there that are going to change how um, the NHS um, does its procuring. Um, and that is something that it's um, it's great to be heading up a team that will hopefully be at the forefront of that, advising clients on the opportunities and the challenges that the, the change will inevitably bring. What happens with, with something like the new procurement bill comes out and it, and it drops and it goes online? What do you do? Do you immediately, you know, print it off and rush into a small darkened room somewhere, Andrew, and go through it with a fine tooth comb? I wish I had time to do that. <laughs> it's it, it what you look at it and you go, me, there's a lot in there. Mm. And then you look at what's on your other to-do list. And... Mm. Um, Ultimately, we are here to to look after our clients and to act in their yeah. best interest. And so, actually, it, 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 you, you sometimes feel quite torn, but you want to read it. You want the, the procurement geek inside you wants to go and sit in that darkened room, and and you want to see what the law is going to be going forward. Yeah. But you know that you've got a, an advice that is due for a client. That, to be honest, they don't at that point care mm. what's going to happen in next year. They need to know how to get out of the position they're in at the minute. Um, so it's, it's, it's one of those things that when you get a spare few minutes or, or whatever, then you do start um, you do start looking at it. Um, it's not short um, and working through it. And then uh, there's you know, so, social media is great. Others start commenting on it and, yeah. and, and things like that. Um, and then you can you can feed in um, and, and, and work through it that way. It's it. You, you you are dying to know what's in there, but you need yeah. to make sure that you're doing what needs to be done more urgently first. Yeah. 
Uh, this is obviously a word that you're not going to enjoy being a member of the legal profession. But if you were to generalise with the procurement bill, how how do you uh, how do you view it? Do you, I mean, do you look at it and go, well, this is this is a positive thing? You, you made the point that change can be very difficult for for, for some people in particular. Um, it's not always something that's greedy. I think people can feel a little bit exposed with change, can't they? Sometimes, but do you have an overall feeling, having looked at the procurement bill? Um, I, I, I think, I think, being honest, there's a lot of the finer details still to work through. Mm-hmm. And the thing to remember is, of course, this is the procurement bill as it has first been published. It is subject yes. to amendment. Yeah, it of course. is subject to debate. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, so there will be things in there that won't change. And there will be things in there that will change. Mm-hmm. And at the minute, without, without wanting to state the obvious, we're not quite sure what will say the same and what, well, what yeah. will change. Sure. Um, there's already been amendments proposed to it, mm-hmm. um, and the, the, it, we're, we're, we're going to go through it. I, th- I think it, it is intended to come in and to simplify procurement, and potentially on the face of it, it is going to. So there will be less procedures and, and, and whatever. Um, but... As well, you, you perhaps would expect a lawyer to say this, the devil will be in the detail yeah. as, to, as to how it works. So there are going to be changes to the debrief position. There's going to be changes to the standstill period. And what, what, so what I think you, you, you do is you look at what are the key areas of risk now, and then you start to think, well, are they going to be the key areas of risk going forward? Yes, because they will, a procurement is still a procurement. Mm. Um, and so I think you only really start to, to pick up the finer issues when you start applying it to specific circumstances. Um, it, it reads very differently. It's, it's, it's meant to be written in more straightforward language. Um, some that's, may twice, argue that, that's twice you've said it's meant to be written in well, more <laughs> some, may, some may say it's been written like that just for change's sake. Uh, right. Okay. The European position post Brexit. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, for, so it looks, for example, like the ineffectiveness remedy will still be there, but it won't be called the ineffectiveness ineffectiveness remedy. It will be called the set aside remedy. Right. The okay. standstill period is currently ten days. It looks like it's going to be eight working days. Mm-hmm. So, if actually, in the grand scheme of things, is it changing? So mm-hmm. the, I think there's there's change there's potentially change for change's sake, but I think there will be some things that should make things simpler. But as as with all these things, until you actually start applying them and running them to your specific circumstance, yeah. we're then going to have to work it out. And then all the case law that will follow, and look, I'm sure there'll be lots of arguments to be had about how certain things are drafted. Now, we don't want to give too much away because obviously you want everyone to enjoy your presentation at the summer conference on 16th of June at Whittlebury Hall. But what kind of areas are you going to be touching on in that? Uh, well, I, I haven't quite got that far yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, 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 think the, the, I think I'll be concentrating on the things that are going to have most impact to people. Yeah, and that is going to be around um, what the consequences of getting it wrong are. 
because it's important to know are you still going to be challenged um if, if there is a challenge how would that happen uh looking at what you're likely to need to do in terms of uh debriefing bidders um and then the the different kinds of processes and and what that means um because and also, I think probably looking at frameworks, because we know from um, uh, working with um, with our clients that frameworks are a more and more commonly used approach. Uh, and so if there are significant changes to frameworks, that's something that will impact on both uh, those that are uh, establishing frameworks and then also calling off. So um, yeah, the final detail of what I've said yet, Bruce, I haven't sketched it out. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll be looking at the, the key points that are going to cause or that are going to impact on you um, as um, NHS procurement professionals um, when we get when we, when we come to speak. And those tickets is there's not. I've I've, I've looked myself at the number of tickets remaining. I can tell you there's not many. So if you haven't yet gone and booked your ticket to to uh, to make sure you listen to Andrew and everyone else on the on that packed agenda. Uh, which is now on the website. If you go to the events area of the new HCSA website and you click on Summer Conference, you'll be able to go through to a download of the full agenda, agenda which includes uh, Andrew. So make sure you book those, get in there for those last remaining remaining tickets. Uh, Andrew, what, what, how good is it as a platform, the HCSA conferences, would you say, in terms of uh, you, you know getting out that, that key information from a legal standpoint? Um, I think it is the one of the best places um, of all the different kind of conferences, etc., yeah. that we attend. Um, it is, um, I, I think, up there. Um, it, it is, I, I think the, the, the other great thing about HSA, and I've been going for a number of years, is you get some of the uh, really experienced key procurement professionals from the NHS in one room um, at uh, one time um, and I think I'm also a great believer in there's a lot of things that can be really, uh, that can be dealt with over a pint in the bar as well yeah and um, it, it, it's great to have that opportunity um, I've been to other procurement conferences and have come away um, not having enjoyed them or not got much out of them I've yeah. never felt like that from an HSA conference. I was going to say, are you once you've done your both before and after doing doing your own like presentations, do you get you know accosted quite a lot for questions? Yes, hey, Andrew. Yes. Is it is it like yes. being a, is it like being a GP at a uh, wedding or something? They say, you know, then I've got to make his GP. Just people always go, would you mind just looking at this quickly? Do you think that's okay? You know, do you get those sorts of questions? Yeah, can, can I just run this past you? Yeah, oh, brilliant. Hi, hypothetically, if you were faced with this position, um, how, how would you deal with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, 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 but to be honest, that, that's, that's another thing that I, I, enjoy, mm. um, I enjoy doing. I might regret this um, at both conferences <laughs> saying it, but, but, but actually it, it's, it's a two-way thing. Yeah. Because I, I, I can um, give person asking the question the benefit of my experience and, mm -hmm. and, and expertise in, in the regs and, and procurement law cases and, and experience but I also get to see what the issues they are facing are and, that, and actually that, that, can, that can help because if, if we know the issues that people are facing then we can put stuff out there to sure. help sure. Um, and 
and and and looking at it from a um, a kind of system wide position, if if you've got a particular person that is struggling with a thorny issue, the likelihood is they are not the only person in the system struggling with that issue. Mm-hmm. So actually, if you if you know what those issues are and you can see what's causing them difficulty at that point, then we can put things out there to help and 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 um, give give a steer to more than that one person and avoid everyone being in the same position thinking about it and, 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 and in effect duplicating effort to, to seek legal advice. Andrew, before I uh, take you off to the to the design supplies part of the podcast, which I know you are incredibly enthusiastically looking forward to. <laughs> that's, one, that's one way of saying it. <laughs> Aside from the, the new procurement bill, which obviously is casting a, a huge shadow at the moment, any, any other areas at the moment that you've got your eye on in terms of the legality around uh, NHS procurement? Yeah, and um, I, 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 I quickly mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. It's around the social value. Yeah. And the... Um, the it's no, it's no secret... Um, and everyone will be well aware of this, that you now need to be including 10% uh, of your um, evaluation weighting to deal with social value. Mm-hmm. Um, there, We are getting um, a lot of queries from clients about that, um, and we're seeing some good practice, and we're seeing some not-so-good practice mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, of um, what that 10% may look like, how that may be evaluated, um, and that there is there is a um, a fear that I have that it's going to become very much a tick box exercise. Right. But the um, we may not even be ticking the right boxes. So I've I've heard lots of conversations with um, with clients saying, "Well, I've I've, I've borrowed this from a, a neighbouring organisation who's done it on this procurement. What do you think for here?" and the, the thing the thing about the social value um, criteria is they still need to be linked to the subject matter of the contract. So yes, borrow and, and, and get ideas from others. But if that is for a contract for X and you're procuring Y, then potentially including those social value for X in your Y procurement is going to cause you is going to cause you difficulty. Um, yeah. And I think what, what 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 one of the things that that we are seeing. Uh, as a as a theme is that challenges are now prepared to go beyond your traditional challenges and and, and look for other areas to cause problems in processes um, and social value I think may be an area where uh, challenges who are un, or suppliers who are unhappy with a procurement and out, unhappy with an outcome may seek to start to raise issues but as, as with all these things time will tell and, and um, I've been wrong before. I may be wrong on that going forward. So we will see. Okay, Andrew, that's great. I'm going to move you along now to said Desert Island for Desert Island Supplies. Um, everyone has a slightly, at times, glassy-eyed, fearful look in their eyes when I mentioned <laughs> this. But you, you're definitely in the top two or three, I would say, <laughs> when we yeah. discussed that before we started recording. Um, uh, you, you, you did, you know, try to get out of it, Andrew, but I'm afraid there's no getting out of the Desert Island Supplies part. I, I feared that may be the case. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I thought you were going to use your very best legal training there to try and <laughs> wiggle out that one, but no. Uh, first of all, you know, regular listeners will know a luxury item we, we get, you, you can take to this Desert Island, you can take 
um, an, an album of some description by an artist and you can also take a film with you. The luxury item, first of all, Andrew. Am I allowed a boat? Oh, you, are you allowed? I assume you mean a real um, working boat, not a not a, a toy real boat. working boat to get off the Central <laughs> Desert. I know. Um, that, I, 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 I did. I did. That's think a very. Boat. That's a. If you forgive me, that that's a very lawyer's answer to that question. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought you'd say that. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I thought about a boat, and I thought, well, no, yeah. actually, staying on the. Desert Island for a couple of weeks and have a break from the kids mm-hmm. and getting some sleep. That that yeah. be that'd be good. Um, so we'd have a boat. But I think my actual luxury item mm. would need to be um, something electronic that I could right. use to keep track of sports results. Okay. So I am a bit I am a bit sport mad. Um, mm-hmm. You may not think that from looking at me. Yeah, I don't play it. Um, I follow it. Um, and um, yes, ne- needing to keep up to date with the cricket scores and the football scores, right. that would need to be my, my luxury item. I'll, I'll let you take that. We have had people take their phone and people often feel a bit like, mm, you know, I know it sounds bad. And of course, it, do- it doesn't sound bad. It's what, one way of keeping contact, doesn't it? With... So I'll let you have that. I, I shall let you Thank have you. that. Thank uh, you. The album. The album. Now... I have quite an eclectic um, Mm -hmm. taste in music and um, I don't think I could pick one. Okay. Um, So if I, if you will allow me this, Bruce, Mm -hmm. I would like to take the playlist that Ah, I developed with my missus for our wedding day. So we we had a band and then Mm -hmm. we had a um, DJ for, well, Grand title for who he was, but uh, <laughs> band and the DJ, and we basically set the playlist out for yeah. that. So um, I know it's a bit of a cop out, but it was all our favourite songs and stuff. So I think that's what I'd go for if, if you allow yeah. it. I will absolutely al- allow that, Andrew. That, that's a that's a very nice answer, and I will definitely be allowing that one. Uh, what about the f- film? Film. Well, I've, I've, I've been doing my research, as all good lawyers would do, and I hear from previous podcast booths mm-hmm. that you allow people TV programmes. Yes, you can. You can. I mean, I, I suppose, uh, yeah, yeah, some sort of, yeah, entertainment, whether it's film or TV, yeah. You can take a yeah. box set. Well, I, I was a very big fan of Spooks when Spooks right. was on. Yeah. Um, and, okay, it got a bit far-fetched in the end, but... Um, that's all good TV entertainment, isn't it? Yeah. So I think the, the complete series of spooks would be uh, my entertainment. Brilliant. Sounds like you've got a perfect collection of items there to keep you going on that desert island. You, you, you were probably expecting the box set of suits, weren't you, as a lawyer? But I'm <laughs> I was wondering. Well, I thought it was going to be, you know, what was the old, I was trying to think, I was in my head, I was just trying to think of what are the famous legal TV shows? LA Law? Did you used to watch that? No, no. That was the old show. I don't know. What's the com- what's the common ones? What's the what's the sort of uh, what Kavanaugh QC? <laughs> I, I try to avoid them. It's, it's, to... It's, 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 I, I imagine it's how most NHS professionals avoid watching things like ambulance and hospital right. and things like that. Casualty. You just watch yeah, it yeah. and you just go, it's not like that, because mm. I can tell you it's not like spooks. Um, not no. suits. So, uh, not like spooks or suits. Not like spooks or suits. Uh nevertheless. I think that's an excellent choice that you've covered off there, Andrew. I think just to uh, finish up on, obviously a little reminder, you are 
uh, speaking at the summer conference, which is on June 6th. As I say, you can get the last few 16th. remaining tickets for that, 16th. Um, did I say 15th? You said 6th. Did I really? Well, that's if it's rem- a six, I've got, I've got a present to you, Bruce. <laughs> you better get in that darkened room with the procurement bill. Um, it's the 16th of June. I don't know why I said that. That's not even remotely close. Uh, 16th of June, Witterbury Hall is the summer conference. Andrew will be will be speak, speaking there. He'll be fleshing out all the details you've uh, touched on, I suppose, in this podcast. And uh, you'll also be there to be happily accosted at uh, at, yeah. at all times the questions would be let me ask you this sort of question uh you'll be there for that and also you are going to be uh contributing to the members only news section which is a news section on the hsa website um that will be exclusively for hsa members is something they're very excited about i'm very glad that you're going to be contributing to that andrew and hempson's uh just leaves me to say thank you for finding the time to come on the podcast andrew very welcome um i hope i haven't bored everyone too much and hopefully i'll see you on the 16th no that's brilliant yeah (laughs) okay thanks for listening and i hope you can join me in the next episode of supply cast bye